give value 196. The big 196. The yeah. big 196er. <laughs> it just keeps growing. It does. It's, it's getting big. It's it, man. So happy to happy to be back. We've had a couple weeks off. I mean, partly because of publication, partly because of life. Yep. Life yeah. in the way of life all the time, you know, as we, know, yep. we all know. Yep. It happens, right? I think last week it was a little bit of me that was getting in and out. So sorry about the delay. You know, this week we don't have Eric here. Sad, sad, but. He's know. the anchor that keeps us together, you know, that keeps us down. But in a good cool. way. In a good way. <laughs> it keeps us down, right? Right? That's exactly it. So. <laughs> uh, what, what What's it on uh, the movie Elf, right? It's like. Buddy, you take us down a whole octave <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> so, man, what's been up with you? Not, not much at all, you know. Uh, had a busy week. School's back in session for me, at least. And I thought it would mean that things would get easier. But things have gotten a whole lot harder in my neck of the woods. You know, it's just been an incredibly busy week at home. I started school. Didn't I see you took? We were taking like English, like nine hundred something. Nine ninety, yeah. Okay, I'm I, not smart I enough was, to do this show with you. I'm out. Huh? I'm not smart enough to do this show with some dude who's taking English nine hundred. I'm out. Well, <laughs> you know, I just had to like go back to school. It's one of those things that my wife and I talked about for a lot of times, and we don't. I I, I think we're done adopting. And my old co-host Archer, he's a He's, he's turned three today, and he's probably going to be the, the youngest for all, ever, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So I got to start doing something, and school was an, an option. So I'm, I'm taking one class just to kind of get my feet wet with it and see how it goes. And I can do it online, so it's really easy. I've already, I've already done my work for the week. Nice. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just, I just want to see where it goes. I mean, I hope my wife – I helped be like the the person that took care of the kids in the house when my wife got uh, two masters. So uh, it's my turn to just cool. do something. Yeah, yeah, I got to get there eventually because you're gonna have empty nester. So yeah, I can't just be barefoot and pregnant all the time, you know. I, at some point, <laughs> I gotta just think, start thinking for myself, you know, and make something of it. Who because, says you can't be? Who says that's what I want to be when I grow up? You know. So I'm just trying to get there. Good man, I'm I, I'm happy for you. Hey, thanks. I, happy for you. One thing I wanted to do today is a little unboxing. If uh, people don't mind a little unboxing, are people cool about I, I, cool I, unboxing? I, I'm excited to see what this is. So I, I, I know what this is in relations to. It's relations to Valiant. Well, no. <laughs> I, <would assume laughs> I mean, it's got a little V right there, right? See that little V? Right? Yeah. So, all right. Let's, but I mean, like, did they did they contact you and say, "Hey, we're sending you something"? Did you order something? I ordered it. I wish they would have just sent it to me. That'd been cool. But that would have been cool. Ha! Huh. Any guesses? Is it a pin? Is it a pin? No, it's not a pin. I don't know. It's kind of small packaging, and, and that size of envelope. Is what I normally get. Is that a black bag? Yeah. Is it a necklace? Shut up, my necklace. Oh, 
Boom. Man, that is sweet. So for people who are listening, that's the Shadow Man like pendant necklace they have in the, yeah. the Valiant store right now. That yeah, thing hundred of them. They're only making a hundred. So I actually like that it's an affordable but limited, right? Like it's not like this mass-produced, ridiculous, you know, and and affo- mass-produced and affordable is good, but like to a degree, limited but still affordable is perfect, right? It's it yeah. still makes what it is like, you know, prestigious to a degree. It makes it, you know. So, but yeah, boom. Nice little oh. case that it comes in too. So, I mean, I'm glad that it has that. I have my idea. I'm going to save my idea of what I'm going to do with it because it's not me to wear it. But I'm going to save my, my ultimate plan, but it, there will be more about this coming. Oh. Got a plan for it. Man, I have nothing to unbox. You know, the last thing I got was I bought the Harbinger facsimile cover for our book from Cowbunga Comics. Is that right? Who was doing that? And uh, so I, I already have them put away, <laughs> so I can't so, show them. Didn't off, you find but... some like DCBS like uh, ver- ver- uh, variant prints at DCBS recently too? I did. I got that sh- uh, Shadow Man thirteen with the uh, Shane Davis cover. Yeah, it was really That's weird. Awesome. It was so wild because um, it was just like a one. I used to, you know, like years ago when. I, when I not when I lived in this house, but when I lived in my old house, probably when the podcast started, you used to be able to go on DCBS and just type in Valiant in the little search bar, and you could find all the covers that they had sold of books, you know. And it was like you could buy so many copies of like Exo Man of War One for like fifty percent off, or Quantum and Woody number one, or Exo Man of War Fifteen was another one. There was a whole bunch of books, and every month I used to just sit there and be like, okay, I'll buy like five of all these books because that's how you get the maximum discount. And then I would just trade them with people and then they stopped doing it. And, but yeah, they have, they still have some cool. And in fact, if, if you go on there right now, like there's, there's still some kind of hard to find books on DCBS's search engine. Scar. I'm going to tell you right now, I got like a really rad book that for what I paid was a steal and it's near mint. So yeah. these, like, these aren't like damaged books. I've just been like, Sitting around, yeah. Sitting on for like four years. Like they, these were like, I could get that thing graded, probably come back in 96, you know? And I don't do that stuff, but, but yeah, I mean, like I, I've been tr- kind of slowing down on buying stuff, but like the fact that I, I did, um, I wish we, I wish I would have even thought about uh, having one out just because I've bugged people at Valiant for a long time about how they should always keep the older stuff in print, you know, especially like the old key issues, old first appearances. And uh, this shop, and I want to say they're in Wisconsin, they were just like, hey, can we just do our own facsimile of the old Harbinger? You know, there's a new series coming out. We want to do our own. Yeah. So, you know, there could be more of those books that come out. You know, I don't know if it's going to be something that just that store is doing or if there's going to be other stores that are doing it, but I'm all in on it. Like, I, I think it's a great idea. Marvel and DC have been doing books like that for years. Yeah, I was going to say that, I mean, Superman, right? Uh, action comics, right? Like, detective yeah. comics. Like, those have all been redone like yeah. that. I just bought uh, the facsimile for Werewolf by Night 32, which was the first appearance in Moon Knight. I used to have the original many, many years ago, and I don't right. know why in the hell I sold it. 
but uh, I did. You so I sell that one. right now, though. And, he, and he, yeah, it's ridiculously priced. But, you know, it's cool. Like, these books are just the same. I mean, it's different paper. But, I mean, that facsimile for Harbinger 1, got a coupon. They look really similar. Dude, that's cool. They look really, really like. It, 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 the, the, the print, the color looks a little more vibrant, right, when you put them yeah. side by side. But that's also a, what, 20, 30-year-old book right now? Or I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost book. 30. Almost thirty, and the print yeah. run originally was like forty-eight thousand or so. Right, a lot of them missing coupons at this point. Yeah, um, you know, and, and honestly, my own opinion on it is, I hope that whether it's going to be Valiant doing these and putting them out like how like the other publishers do, or if it's another shop, I'm one hundred percent on board with it. I think they're yeah. great. I've got all the originals, so it's not a case of me not being able to get it. But I think if you were like, oh, I can't afford a hundred dollars to get Harbinger One. This thing looks just like it, except for like the you know the price on it on the cover is obviously different. It's a nice little thing to replace, you know, to, to fill in the hole. Right. Yeah, dude. I I kind of jealous you got that. That's cool, and it's good to have a reader copy too, right? It's always good to have yeah. a reader copy with with whatever you're doing, uh, especially with a book like that. And you know that to me is more telltale sign or it was in the works as a telltale sign that a movie's coming. Um, the fact that it's out now kind of makes me question that a little bit. The fact that they did produce it like that is, is it really coming? Because I feel like they would have waited till the movie was really announced or there was a trailer before they did that. I don't know. Or, or they really don't know, or is it in prep for the, the new series that's coming soon? So. I think it's for the series. But, you know, again, like, I, I've said this a lot of times. I, I still love the old material. I'm a big fan of the 90s Valiant material. And I just, I really, there's something cool about it when Valiant right now is like, hey, here's that blast from the past. Don't forget about our history. I'm glad they find ways to do it. I wish there was more of it. I wish, I mean, I wish, like, every year we got more than an omnibus. Because yeah. there's, you know, probably close to a thousand books that came out in the 1990s from Valiant. Not even including like phase two with acclaim, you know, when we got like the weird versions of Exo Man of War and Magnus and, you know, th those books. But like, there's a lot of material out there. And I, I wish we could get more than just one omnibus. I wish we, I like, I like the fact that we got this facsimile, but I'd love trades. I'd love something bigger, you know, like a year, like the first year of Exo or the first year of Shadow Man or something, you know, just like in a trade paperback. I yeah. Just think, and, and I wish that they would bring back some more gold key. What was that? I wish they'd bring back some more gold key within the old prints of that when there was a lot of crossover with, with Magnus and Solar and, you know, and how they crossed over with the existing, you know, not the existing, but, you know, the VH1 era of the books. You know, um, be cool. One thing I always think, like one last point on this, is some of that stuff still is – relevant but some of it just holds up so well i don't know if this was something that dinesh was working on before he uh was removed from the company or not but i know that he was working on trying to get like unity reproduced i want to say i read somewhere that maybe one of the books that like, they had a whole bunch of things that involved the gold key characters i'm not sure if alpha and omega is one of them but solar alpha and omega is amazing and if you read it today yeah. it's still a very good book it doesn't come off that dated and Barry Windsor Smith's art is spectacular throughout it. 
but it's it, to me it's it's shooter at the top of his game, man. Like Solar Solar when he was writing it is incredible, and I think it's one of those books that we forget about just because it is it's one of the gold key characters. We're probably not going to see it reprinted. We're not going to see that material reprinted ever. But those those issues are good. They're they're fire. Yeah, I believe that. So, and anything with Barry Windsor Smith is going to be amazing. So, oh yeah, I'm in for I'm in for anything with that. Uh, like Monster, did you get that hardcover Monster? I have not yet. I was I was yeah. waiting for a convention to come up and, and see if I could get a copy. They say it was actually a pitch that he had back in the day for um, the Hulk that didn't get pushed out, and he kind of rewrote it to make it work. It's kind of what I heard. I I got it. I haven't read it yet. I, I went down. I, I mean, like I think I'd read that too. So and I th- and you know what? It could have been one of those things where like maybe like um, ideas from it ended up getting picked up in the book, and so then that's probably why maybe it didn't get picked up or something. Because I just can't imagine that they would look at that art and be like, nah, nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, would, you would hope so. Yeah. Right. So I mean, who knows? But I, I'm hoping to get it like in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that that's the case too. It, it, it's good. I mean, the art in there looks good. Obviously, it's anything Barry Windsor Smith. So I'm, I haven't read it yet. One of the things I have on my shelf, excited to read it. Um, but yeah, if you get any book with him, I'm kind of, I'm in for it. So mm-hmm. me too. All right. Any other news that you could think of that happened? Oh, I cannot. Hmm. Did, so I don't know if solicitations came out. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, well, I know that we have, uh, what is it, November set up, and that's going to be like Harbinger 1 and Exo Manowar 8 or something like that. So um, not sure what December has in store, but I think that's November. Mm-hmm. So some. hopefully we get a little bit more. I, I think it's, it's going to keep getting produced. We're going to keep getting something. I, I think it's still two books. I think we get three books in a month, right? I think we get three books. I think we're getting a Ninjak, an Exo, and a Harbinger one that whole week, actually. And then it's mm-hmm. going to be Exo eight and Harbinger two or something. So there is one month where there's three, I believe. So, well, that'd be nice. Yeah. So hopefully it's hopefully it's some more for all of us that we can all enjoy and uh, learn to love. So. <laughs> All right. Trying to see how I can get this for us here. Try I got some slides ready for the the event to watch over some uh to look at some comics. Um but let's uh start this off with what we uh call a It's an Eric spoiler alert. So usually goes on when Eric's talking. Wish he was here. But which one do you want to do first? You want to do a little Exo Man of War? Let's get Exo out of the way. Let's get Exo out of the way. So Exo Man of War number two, Dennis Hopeless, Emilio Lasso, Ruth Redman, and Hassan on letters, which he actually did a, a fantastic job on letters in this issue. Yeah. I, I think he's done a great job overall with Valiant on him. Um, so this, you know, we were waiting forever for this book to come back, you know, like it had a big hiatus and so issue five picks up, you know, and if you, if you forgot where you're at with EXO, don't worry, we'll let you know where you need to be. And we'll get you there. 
Yeah. You know, they're on Troy Whitaker's uh, boat and the big nanite storm uh, attacked the boat and you just kind of see XO floating in the water, you know. So uh, this book issue, issue five opens up, you know, with the, the remains of that, you know, you see uh, XO kind of go and battle this nanite swarm in the ocean and lucky for him, he finds like some old sunken submarine that he explodes um, but unfortunately, like Sean Har is like offline. So even though the, he's able to do things with the armor, he's able to command the armor. Her personality is like missing in action. Yeah, it was a weird element, right? Um, you know, where it's like put in a coma, right? It's kind of put yeah. you know, in comatose where it's just, you know, it is just all Arik. You know, there's, yeah. It, it, it's it's interesting. The Whitaker kind of comes and saves the day to a degree, and there there's a lot to be unpacked there that we can continue to talk about. Um, and then you know, Arik basically you know is met with this big like nanite storm, right? And it's you know they're they're basically set that it's attacking Shanhara because Shanhara is the only one that could compete with it because um, it's you know technology of any sort. And it gets pretty much, you know, at the end of that issue or the beginning of this one, it's uh, it kind of kicks some butt within the the Arik Sean Harmer team up, and uh, it's, a, it's an interesting element. Like I, I, I think when you look at this, as far as the way this book looks, it is gorgeous, right? It the mm -hmm. art is good, the colors are fantastic, even the the lettering has a great action and impact. Um, I I think that's phenomenal. Um, but I feel like you're getting a weak and weak-minded Arik Odassia. You're getting Man, like, you know it's it's weird that you say that because I kind of felt the same way where it's almost like he's got zero answer for anything mm -hmm. the entire time in the issue. But then like Troy Whitaker's like I've got ideas. How about this? And let's look at this thing and that. And, and Arik's just kind of like, yup. Like he's just kind of a dipshit. And right, for the guy I, that's had the hardest time trusting people for a while too, right? Yeah, but not only that, but like, I it just, it kind of seems out of character. I mean, look, we've complained about bits and pieces of this run, like, throughout, okay? Mm -hmm. But like, it just seems like, for a dude that's like, has so much like military history, he's done so much with like this incredible armor, and, and all the things that he's kind of seen, he just kind of comes off like, like an idiotic character in this issue. And I just I hate it, you know. And the thing is, like, here's something that bugs me about books: is like, I hate when you have like your your main protagonist just seems so ineffective the entire right. time. The supporting cast is like they're the ones that are like dropping all these tidbits on on them, you know. So it's just like I wish they could have. I wish like with the way the story was created, you could have given Arik a little bit more insight or a little bit more intelligence in this issue. Just a little bit of something where he just doesn't come off like the most hopeless person. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, he really, yeah. It's, it's almost like a piece pushed aside. And this is really a Sean Harris story, um, which I wish they advertised that more of that. But, but I think just, yeah, letting some rich, you know, guy on a yacht, you know, that's what I keep thinking of Whitaker, his PR person now or whatever, come in and kind of run the, run the show just is not him. Right. He, and I, and and he and had somebody thinking. extremely capable like um, uh, Capshaw, he wouldn't let her run the show. 
Yeah. Right? He would just kind of, you know, hard-headed with it. And you got Capshaw. And so this is really, honestly, to the degree, making Capshaw look like crap, too. The way that Whitaker is just kind of running the show. Well, and he, yeah. he, can't, he can't be a good guy in the end, right? I have no idea how they're playing that. I just, I mean, like, to me, it just seems like with the way everything has been, like, there has to be that, like, reveal, like, at some point where he's like, it's me, I'm the bad guy. You know, like, I'm just waiting for that because he just doesn't seem like he's done anything other than, like, he, he seems like, for one, he's really trying to get to understand the the, uh, the inner workings of Sean Hart as it is. But he just, I don't know, he just comes off as, like, such a creep. You know, he, he can't, he just can't be the, a good guy when this is all said and done. Right. No, he, it's, I don't know how you could swing it. And I mean, I guess that's, you know, oh, gotcha. You thought he was going to be a bad guy. He's actually good. I, you know, but it doesn't make him less of a douchebag or a creeper, you know, just, I don't know. Like, I think if you were going to make him a good guy, you'd make him a lot more likable. Right. And, and almost, honestly, I could almost see it's like, you know, hey, oh my God, he's actually a rich guy who has all this money, but his parents died leaving a movie theater back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I don't know. Is that what they're trying to do is try to make it this? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I have mixed I feelings about the way they're playing it out. Um, and then mixed feelings about how they're making, you know, Sean Hara, who's been alive for thousands of years, just get owned by some nanite piece. Um, which I don't know. I thought, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, it looks great. What did, you, what did you think of the end of this book? Um, so like the end of this book, we see like a visual representation of Sean Hara uh, mm-hmm. in humanoid form, which it could just be because of her, her um, time spent with Arik on earth. She, uh, very live wire looking. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And attacked by what looked like Minecraft creepers. Um, it's those blank face faces, right? And what book was it that had those blank faces before like that? In in Valiant, right? Um my gosh, was that Quantum and Woody that had it had that? The really blank faces? I, man, it's been well, it's so one long. person I think that just had that. That was in Quantum, but I mean, they were in Quantum, yeah. there was like, but I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, I felt like there was that, and that's kind of what that reminded me of. But again, like, I feel like it's not the same arc, it's a different arc, it's a different Shanhara. Um, it, it that the ending seemed really weird, like lost in some strange Neverland video game, um, with these weird characters that I felt like I've seen before that I don't feel like they're new. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty weak ending to this book. Um, I, I I was I was gonna say one thing I actually I liked about this issue was the fact that we didn't have Sean Hara's voice throughout the issue. It almost felt like regular Exo Manowar, where he's not having like a conversation with her inside the armor. She doesn't sound like a kid. And then and I've hated the fact that like she does she does kind of come off very kid like for a, a creature or a being or something. Um, some something that's sentient that's been alive for 
about a thousand years at, at the very least, you know. It's like it's just stuck in arrested development, right? Yeah, it's very like you, much. you haven't matured at all, even though you've been alive for that long. You died and, at that age and turned into this armor. That's you're stuck there forever yeah, child. And, and then it was just like, oh, and here, you know, she's so she's in this, she's in her own form of combat, and it's just like a kid's game, you know. And I was just like, oh, I just really I hate like to me, it just feels like you gave Batman like a like a six year old sidekick, you know, like I just don't like it. it. Doesn't work, you know. I don't want kid version of Sean Hara. Is I guess what I'm saying. If if you get, I mean, it just doesn't really. I mean, like that's the thing that's really driven me a bit crazy about this entire run. It's just like what Sean Hara's voice is. It just seems like she would be something a little more stoic, I guess, in nature. Yeah. Oh, and that's what it was. Uh, the characters I'm thinking about were in Gen Zero. And I believe it was volume one of Gen oh. Zero or something. Mm. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, that's I'm the villains. The Cornermen. There we go. Mm. Yeah, if you look up the Cornermen, that's exactly. They look like little egghead creatures. Um, I could share my screen maybe here. But yeah, that's exactly what they remind to me. That's what they reminded me of was the corner man. Let's. Oh, man, I had some computer work. It's not going to show for me, but just trust me. There's the quarter man, the blank faces that were on that one. So take a look at that and see if you agree with me. So, yeah, like like you had said earlier, um, you know, it's a good looking issue. Emilio Lizo is our has been like the highlight of the book for me, you know, everything else, but the writing. And I hate that. I don't want to knock this hopeless for it. I think there's been some good with it, but ultimately I, I feel like, I don't like, I don't understand like what's up with any of this, like supporting cast. They seem like the family from Brooklyn doesn't seem like they have any purpose. And now they're on billionaire Troy Whitaker's boat. Cause he's such a good dude. Mm -hmm. Still a gigantic knob. And, Arik is just like regressed, like his intelligence has regressed heavily and he doesn't know anything. And then Sean Hara is a kid. Like if it wasn't for the art and the colors and I mean, even the lettering, like this book would just be kind of trash, man. It would. it, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks great. Yeah. Beginning, yeah. the beginning fight, like with him and the storm, the swarm, wherever that nanite thing is, uh, was cool. After that, it's just like downhill. Yep. So yeah, it, it looks cool, but ultimately it's still, I don't know. I don't know if it was because of how it started, if it started off so childlike and, you know, you know, light, what do you call it? Uh, tongue in cheek, you know, with it. And it was so, you know, the, the, the little one liners that were happening. I don't know. Is it just the after effect that I'm having with that? Possibly. It was a better. It started off. It has started off better than the first arc. I give it that. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think that the action's a lot better. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought, I thought just like the look and feel of it for that first uh, moment in the book was really good. I was, and I had a little bit of higher hopes for it when I was reading through it, and I was like, okay, you know, Shanhara's knocked out, but it's just like it just doesn't go from there really anywhere so my score on this is a bit low so it's a three um i like the art colors are great uh colors just work really well with emilio's uh 
pencils. The first part of the story was was what I actually want from an Exo Man War story. You know, good action. You know, arc overcoming. But then from there, I just felt like the issue just really fell off. Yep, I can see that. If if it had if it had art that I didn't like, the score really would have probably been a lot lower. Yeah, I mean, I I think I might be right there with you and to say that I would probably give it a three as well. You know, um, but the art was pretty darn impressive. Um, I don't feel like it's the same character, the same book, and you know, I I yeah, I, that's that's all I got to say about that. So, yeah. all right. So moving on to Ninjak number two. Usher, are you still there? Well, we may have lost Hoosier. Give me a moment to find out what's going on with him. Um, if we have to wait for him to come back on, I can I can keep going. Yeah, just keep going. It's good. I uh, having technical difficulties. The world is is not my oyster right now. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I already gave my score for Ninja. I'm done. Oh, dude. Okay, cool. All <laughs> right. So that was Ninja number two. Um, yeah, I I think to a little summarize, right? Like I actually liked where the story went in Ninja number one. I liked the the uh, uncovering of who all the ninja programs are. and But it kind of like in one issue, like two away, kind of dumps out everything from issue of, of Ninja K and building up all these people. And now all these ninja, the, the ninja program, they've assassinated all the people that were exposed from MI6 dump. And so hopefully that, that's what they make you lead you to believe in issue number one. And so I hope it didn't do that. I hope you don't have all these potential awesome damn characters that were built up in Ninja K. And issue number one, there's a dump. Everybody's assassinated. There's this guy called the Kingmaster that's going to kill everybody. And now we're just going after Ninja to save the day. You know, I, I think the, the best way to sum up issue two of Ninja is, have you ever wondered what it would be like if Ninja fought like, Three members of the X Men, like Storm, like, Colossus, and Nightcrawler, or Beast, maybe, maybe oh, Beast. Beast, maybe Beast. Same yeah, like a little. If you ever had that dream, maybe you've like wrote that fanfic. Um, maybe you wrote like a naughty story about it. Either Ooh. way, this is your issue, right? Ninja fights three members of the X Men. Their names are pretty similar too. Um, well, and three the thing G's. That, yeah. So, and here's the thing. I, I mean, like, if you, if I could take away the the fact that they do look pretty much like the X Men. Well, the, it, I don't think they look like. Well, I guess it's hard <laughs> to tell with that art. <laughs> well, I thought that the um the Storm uh, character. Oh God. Well, and the Colossus what? character. Yeah, and and the, the, the other guy too. He looked just like furry beast. Like furry Hank McCoy. Anyway, it, it was like Hank McCoy crossed with Nightcrawler. Is really what I got out of him. Yeah. Like if yeah. So, and blue. So here's the thing. I know that with comics, at, at this point, it's 2021. Marvel and DC, they've got versions of all their characters. And to me, Valiant's always been kind of cool. Where like nobody's exactly like anyone at Marvel or DC. I mean, people will be like, "Oh, do you like Exo Manowar? He's only kind of sort of like Iron Man. 
he's not really like Iron Man. He just has a suit, you know. But there's a lot more difference there than just having a suit, you know. Even if right. even if Bob Layton has drawn the shit out of both of those characters, they're very different, you know. So to me, like looking at like this issue, I was like, wow, this is like the first time where like they're super blatantly just like someone from another universe. Like you could have just taken those three characters and popped them in. That's who they were. Um, it's kind of weird, but it, you know, the thing was like, I think like in an issue like this, you know, part of the fun of it is seeing how ninja handles a guy made of steel, how ninja handles someone who controls weather, you know, or how, you know, if he's got like a feral beast of a person that's right in his face, how is he going to handle it? You know? And like, and it was cool, you know, like as far as like how the story is going, I, I think Jeff Parker's story is pretty, pretty fun, you know, to be honest. Yeah, um, I really, I mean, like, I think it's always going to come back to with this. I, I feel like every show I'm going to review of this is going to be like, I, I like the story or I even love the story. But man, like the art is a bit of a distraction or like, why couldn't you just color it a little bit differently so that like, there's just a little bit more of something. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, like, it is what it is, you know, what and is the either accept it or deny it. What is the girl's name in this? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, they, they make a good point of, of using it here and there in the issue. So, I mean, like. Yeah. It, but it, it, it's interesting because there was there was panels from one panel to the next. Her hair color changed, right? Like, <laughs> literally. And then there's, I wish I could share. My, I might be able to share my screen. It just won't be a good image. Um, but you, you look at it. And you could probably, yeah, you'll be able to see it. You could see, no, you can't. Wrong one. Mm. So there, there's an interesting um, image there that if you look at, you can see this like this weird kind of, I don't know, display that they have of uh, of where the panels just aren't flowing. Here, maybe, yes, where the panels aren't flowing too well, and you see like. Um, it's in the middle of the screen where you could see uh, the Nightcrawler character kind of black shadow. And you see how the gal is behind uh, Colin. And then the very next panel, he's right, or the she's behind him. And the very next panel, he's right behind her. Like, hey, <laughs> it's just like, wow, you didn't look at the panel that's right above you. I don't know. Just the little bits of that stuff kind of threw me off. And the panel layouts were really weird. And I don't felt like it flowed on some of these sp the splash pages. I, I can, I understand that part too, you know, like I think like some of what, um, like there's been parts where, where some of the pages I'm like, oh, I love what he's doing with the panels. And there's times where I'm like, I hate it, you know? And I didn't have as much of a problem with it in the first issue. I really think like a lot of it could just be fixed if like it with this style, if you could just maybe take the coloring out of his, his, his hands and let someone else do it. I'd like to see what they could do with it, you know, because I, I do think at some point the the art is a little hard to kind of view a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, like to really read like what's going on with it, I guess. Um, I'm reminded of like Marcos Martin, like Marcos Martin, I feel like has a similar style to Javier Pulido, mm -hmm. but he doesn't get colored the same way. And, you know, it just seems like his coloring is a little more natural to what you would see in a comic book. 
And it, and to me, like it really makes me like his art. You know, like you can have simple art, right? But you can you got to do some other stuff with it to kind of help extenuate it. You know, and I just think like if you only have three colors that you can print, or like you're, you're like, hey, we can use purples and light blues and a lot of orange, a little bit of purple here and there, and that's all we're gonna do. Come on, man! It's not even like a good look of the book, you know. But the right. story. This is the exact opposite of, of Exo Man, where we're like, the art is not great, or the art isn't getting me into the book, but the story is what it needs to be. And I can look at a comic book and be like, okay, I don't dig the art, but a good story can always carry a book if the art's not great. It's not; the, it doesn't work the other way around for me ever. You can't have a really good looking book and be like, well, the story's a dog, but like at least it's pretty. That doesn't really work very well. So I like this issue a lot more than I like Dexo Manowar. Um, and in the end, hey, you know, Ninjak, he beats the X-Men. So if you ever wondered if it, would get, if it could happen, it could happen, you know. Yeah. Yep. Ninjak can beat the X-Men, or at least three of them, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I hope that the um, – what's the Beast guy's name? Growler or something? I can't remember. Oh, Hopefully Growler, yeah. Hopefully he's got a healing factor, you know, because he gets his hands chopped off. Yep, gets his hands chopped off. Storm throws some hell on Ninjak, and then he, like, throws his sword at her. And, yeah, it, it there was a lot. And what do you think of this Kingmaster? I mean, come, coming in to this where here's this event, and then it's like there's mutants now, and he has a, a fire-breathing dude who just kind of, like, destroys somebody who's out to assassinate him. Um, I don't know what to think yet. I mean, if it, like, I think with a lot of these books, we've always built up the with, with Ninja, especially they build up the threat of who the, the villain is going to be. So with with Ninja K, especially, Crystal Skazia did this wonderful job building up the Jonin, right? And mm -hmm. that dude is still out there somewhere. He was a mm -hmm. badass. Who knows when we're going to see that dude again, right? Because we don't even know when that story is going to continue. But then, like. Even like with like Ninja, Ninjak, when that launched under Matt Kent, you know, he built up like that like League of Assassins and they all had like a supernatural connection to Master Dark and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> and so I just, I don't know, man. Like I feel like this Kingmaster guy or Kingmaker, whatever his name is, like I feel like Jeff Parker's kind of got his like work cut out for him because I think previous runs of the book have really set, have done a great job establishing the, the, the overall threat. Um, But, you know, I mean like, at the same time, like I think, like Ninjak's the kind of character where, like, you can do that, and there's a lot you can do to make him such a versatile threat in return. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, like how kind of like how Batman is, like, he's got his gadgets or he's got his fighting ability, but he still has his mind, you know. And I think that we've shown that Ninjak is such a smart and capable character, no matter what the threat is. It, it doesn't just come down to a sword or you know things like that. And plus, like. I think we could, we should face it like Ninjak will fight super dirty. <laughs> so I think like to me like part of the fun is just kind of seeing like how he tackles it. I think like I'm, I'm really excited for like what Jeff Parker is doing could do with this book. Uh, I just don't know about the visuals on it really. Yeah, yeah. Th there's a number of the visuals. Um, what do you think about the you know also the villains nut hugger uh, speedos? <laughs> his leopard print um 
you know i think you could already dislike the guy you don't have to make him like that to make us you know understand he's a villain <laughs> um well i mean the art doesn't really help you know yeah if you maybe if you could have given me um diego bernard you know who i thought was like a really capable emilio lasso yeah any you know a lot of different people i think gonna make maybe their style would make it pull yeah. off it just yeah I, don't know, I really don't want to bag on it i i i, I don't mind javier Polito's art i just think I think like if you're gonna have this art style in this book, you can't give us three different colors yeah. and expect us to to be like impressed. He you does know, do he does do some really good panels. He's he does have some really creative layouts. But I, I don't know what it is because like like you said, he reminds you of uh, someone else. But he, to me, he reminds me a little bit of Wes Craig, right? And but I feel like when I'm reading Deadly Class, like it's easier to it's the layouts the easy to read but it still has a lot of the similar characteristics as far as like muted backgrounds like we're seeing here that are pretty plain um you know not as not as not as much depth that you would see with you know somebody like amiko obviously or uh mm -hmm. or detailed like a, a juan jose rape you know it's it's well, a little I'm different but yeah. I, I mean, like I, look, I pay attention to a little bit of the line work and i'm like well you know he, he like the lines are good you know there's not a lot to mm -hmm. them but you know, I mean, like they're not like they don't look like they're bad, like bad. I mean, like everybody looks like they should. Right. I, I just think I'm gonna come back to it, and and maybe this is gonna be the last time I say it. But like, man, just get someone else to color this thing. You know, well, and you have you're an issue too, and you have not seen Ninjak in. I I think at the very end when he's skydiving, when he's coming out of the plane, finally in the suit. Yeah. Finally in the suit, the very last page of issue number two, we finally get to see Ninjak in the suit. I'm not, I'm not as bugged by that just because this is like the volume three of Ninjak from Valiant. So, you know, it's not like we're building up to it. Like, we haven't seen this guy yet. Yeah. He's a musical character. Like, this was something that kind of bugged me about um, Exo Manor when it launched. Like, when the first issue came out, it was kind of decompressed. You never saw him in the suit. And then at the very end, I think, of the second issue, like, is, is that when he finally got in the suit? And I was like, man fucking time man <laughs> yeah and it, it, it's not like a reveal right and it's not like he's been out of the suit for a long time or it's you know he's stepped away from it and it's slowly coming back i i, I think that's an interesting point too and i and i i agree with it you know i think sometimes it's good to just show them like they are who they are and they're proud of it and go for it and yeah yeah now so as far as my score goes on this one i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lot more positive on this one um, like I said, I mean, I think the story is really exciting. It's fun. Um, I like what Jeff Parker's doing, you know, and even if we are getting characters that kind of do just seem like a bit of a rip from a different universe. Mm -hmm. um, it was cool to see how like Ninjak would fare, you know, and I'm, I'm really interested in where this one's going. You know, I, I feel like if you look at a lot of the characters that Valiant's done since 2012, I think you can you can make a really good argument that they've done Ninjak just about as good as any of them. Even with like whatever anyone's opinion is going to be on the art, I think the stories have been top notch. They haven't dropped the ball yet. So um, my scoring on this is a bit higher. I'm actually at a four out of mm -hmm. five. Um, the story is great. The art is not spectacular, um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. complain. Yeah. I hate. I hate yeah. I don't I don't get into doing like reviews or podcasts 
just to bitch and moan about things. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. And actually, it's kind of weird that we're both on – I'm on the same point with point with you as score even, um, you know. And, and I think that has a lot to say is a, a good story can carry some of the art, but the art can always carry a good story, um, you know, because – great work it's great to look at it's beautiful uh but this one's the opposite it's it's interesting it's an intriguing story you know um like i say i'm i'm hoping like what i said earlier i'm hoping that not all of the ninja program people have been assassinated um because that would just really suck um you know i understand wanting to get ninja uh, ninjack back into mi6 and that piece but Please don't have all of them killed off. That would piss me the hell off. Too much story was there. Too much was left to just have it done in one issue. I would be flipping. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, it's comic books. You never know what could happen, you know? You never know how many of these guys have, like, a, an ability where, like, maybe they can slow down their heart, you know, and fake yeah. death or something like that, you know, or whatever it may be. But I do agree. And, you know, and plus, like, I don't think I've ever been like shy about expressing this opinion, but like Ninja K is arguably like one of the greatest things Valiant's done. I mean, I really think that story-wise, it's just near perfection. And I think I don't know how much of it's just like Crystal's Gage just going wild, getting to do whatever he wanted to do with the book. But I, I just really felt like he has done the most heavy lifting on like the world building of, of Ninjak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially giving like a, a good look at like what goes on behind the scenes, kind of making obviously like making like MI6 not to be like as good a dudes as you would have thought, you know, given like all the stuff that they get a ninja involved in. But I, you know, to seal if, if they're just gonna start throwing that stuff to the wayside, it's gonna be a huge disappointment because that story was it was, it was like an incredible story. And those characters we never got to do enough with like a lot of those guys in the background, a lot of those extra ninjas. Yeah, you know, just popped up for a minute. And that was it. So I mean, I, I really hope there's more to them, but I mean, you know, the problem with a lot of this stuff is going to end up being that we're never going to get enough of this. All, all the like loose ends and all the like questions that we have are never going to be answered when two books are published a month, right? Because we're all going to also be like, well, hey, we also want Eternal Warrior. We also want Archer and Armstrong. Hey, we want Divinity back. We want Harbinger. We want Faith. Shadow Man, you know, whatever it may be, there's all these things. And then it's just like, but hey, there's also like a ton of like loose threads in this universe now. Yeah. That I feel like are never going to get answered. And it's kind of a disappointment, you know, and I know there's a ton of stuff that's out of Valiant's hands with publishing right now. You know, I mean, comics is still feeling a huge effect of the pandemic. Yeah. As a fan, it's just hard, you know, because you're just, I mean, like, maybe it's just that like, it's not even being a fan, but like being something maybe worse, you know, where I like this stuff so much and I'm like, fucking come on, man. We can't just let, drop the ball on like, you know, things like that, you know? Yep. I think like this fan base just has too many people in it who are just like so dedicated to it, who just love it so much, who want that escape from Marvel and DC, but want a shared universe with a bunch of characters, you know, a bunch of rad stuff that, it sticks out more, you know. Right. When you're just like, we don't get the answer. But then, yeah. What do you uh, think about this crotch view in the top left corner here? What about that crotch view? Just boom! First thing you see is crotch of the villain. Yep, that's that's a, a great shot. <laughs> right. Uh, 
And, and you know, I'll look at this one that I'm moving here on the left here. This panel's a little difficult to follow, right? All of a sudden he's down here with this, because right if you're reading the comic book, this is the next panel, but then it's there, and then it, I don't know. It's just weird to follow these panel layouts. Yeah, I, I thought there was some, uh, I mean, like, the art is what it is, but I thought, like, there was a lot of intelligent stuff kind of put in the writing, you know, especially when it came yeah. to, like, the, the weather-creating character, like, Ninjak was timing her attacks. He realized that she could only do so much in, like, a certain amount of time. Right. Um, like, I think stuff like that's really cool when it comes to Ninjak because we, he is a character who's very smart. He comes off very smart. He come, he's got a lot of like he's like Batman, you know, in a way where he's like he's he's thinking like so many steps ahead. He knows like how he's gonna do certain things before you even think about doing it. I think like in situations like that's a perfect example. The covers look great. Covers look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Covers are spot on. I'm down for those. Yep. So yeah, I think those are great. And I do like the uh the pre-order edition that it actually is relevant to the story, right? You have you know, what looks like to be whatever the king master, king maker. Um, and then you have this new character and, and Ninjak coming up, right? I love that, that it, it's relevant. It's to the story. Same thing with the A cover in the middle. You kind of get the two little villains that are going, You have the three there. So it is kind of coming to the story, which I dig, so. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think I said this last time and it's been, I think it's been true like the last couple months, like the covers have just been awesome. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. I think that, yeah, look at that, that issue. Oh yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about the Exo Manor covers. They yeah. That's like phenomenal right there. I love yeah. this cover here. That just boat cover is awesome. And but as much as I like that, and I mean, like, especially like there's I think there's like a virgin version of that with the logo, but that one where it just shows like his body kind of like in the dark of like the ocean, yeah, is great. What a great cover, seriously. It, it, it's that one's pretty damn cool, yeah. I, I dig that cover. That that was simplistic but good, mm -hmm. so yeah, they're great looking book, great. That was a great, great art of an issue there, so yeah. But so ultimately, it's like we actually got some books, which is nice. Yeah, I guess one thing I'm I'm confused on there's that great promo image from of Tyler Kirkham drawing um, Exo Man War. Um, was that not a cover? That wasn't a cover. That was like a "Hey, he's coming back" promo. I yeah. think it might be a cover for later on. Oh, okay. okay, but it was like a it was a promo cover, so it might be one of the covers for you know one of the future issues. But, yeah. Well, yeah. That was like that. We'll, we'll see if know. we can figure out some information on that, but that was a great image too. You know, and I just thought, man, like I was, I was looking the other day on eBay, like trying to get some of the covers and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, is that, there's not one of this book. Is there? No, that, that one I've only seen with like a, like a trade dress of like, you know, coming back. Yeah. Yeah. But really it's, it's a, uh, you know, I'm sad we don't have Shadow Man right now. I'm sad that's taking a break because I feel like it was on some good momentum with that first mm -hmm. arc. Um, that that felt really, really solid. So I'm sad that that wasn't – that's not continuing to go because I feel like it can lose momentum and people can forget about it by taking these breaks sometimes. And I really feel like Valiant needs to have something that could keep their momentum, right? I, I like the breaks when it happened to, like, Divinity and Rai. That worked well. 
partly because it fit with the art with Clayton Crane and whatnot with Rye. But it it worked with that, with those two books per, ta- per se. But I think it's good to have something that's consistent and it's consistently good to continue to have it week in, month in, month out. Um, because I think people can are quick. There's a lot of things to distract us in this world right now. Um, there's lots of things, you know, media, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Matt, right? Just in TV streaming. And then you got comics, right? There's a hundred comics produced every week that, you know, to distract you and to, to pull you away. It's a competitive market. And if you're not in the face, you know, you get forgotten. And that's kind of the, I don't want that to happen with some of these books. I agree. You know, and I, and I just hope that like, I, I, you know, honestly, you know, like, even though like, I feel like there's been things that I've complained about with like the books, I do feel like there's, there, we're, we're starting to see a bit of an upswing with the books, you know? Um, I feel like we did have a moment where like the books were kind of getting mediocre, but like, I mean, aside from EXO, like, I think the books right now look awesome. Like I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for Harbinger. I haven't read the, um, the preview that's been out there in the back of the books, but I like the art. I mean, the art just seems like kind of a departure from what we've seen, but like not in a bad way necessarily. Um, but like, I mean, like Shadow Man has been great. Mm-hmm. You know, just, we didn't have the sales. Rye before that was just great. Very, very great book. Um, Ninjack, I mean, like I've got issues with the art, but I think the story is yet again another great Ninjack series. Yep. You know? But if you have something that people are liking and they're on board, right? I think you need to kind of, you know, do the DC mindset of like, you know what? More Batman will fix it. You know, like, okay, just throw more Batman. But sometimes it's, it's, when you only have two books and one of them's a miss, you know what I mean? But you're having a book that's on a good momentum. Keep it. Keep running with it, right? Keep playing yeah. with it. Take it I and mean, run. Take the it, hot hand. The sales, you know, it's, it's always been Valiant's problem, you know, as a, a smaller publisher. It's just like, how do you keep people buying these books? And, you know, like we had a we had a period where there was no variance. We've had points where like every number one would have like – yeah. 20 different ver- variants and A, B, yeah. C, D cover, 10, 20, 50, you know, ratio variant, 100. I mean, I, I looked through the boxes just the other day because I'm trying to catalog everything. And it's like Bloodshot Reborn had like a, I wanted like a, five, a, one, point, a one five, one in 10, a 20, a 60, 100. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were so many of them. And I mean, like, huge. we had the fans that complained about we don't want variants. We have the fans who are like, we want more variants, you know, and that's, I'm one of those people. I actually, I like to collect. Do yeah. what sells. That's what I'm yeah. going to say is do what sells, do what works for business and makes sense. But I mean, like, what like, is that though? Like with, with Valiant, what is it that's going to keep these books selling? Because I feel like at this point, if you're, if you're a Valiant fan, who's mad that Dinesh is gone, there's no end game where Dinesh is going to come back. You know, I hate to tell you. Ship said. He's Most got, of them are, you know, should already be gone. Yeah, he's already got, he's already got his next thing lined up. You know, he's doing bad idea. He's putting out books, and I don't know why he would want to come back. Honestly, right? Seems like he's doing pretty good. So if you're like, I'm a Valiant fan, I'm holding out for that. Probably not happening, man. You know, the, this company can get away with putting two books out. And if you're just, and I mean, like, there's this thing on like Valiant comic fans Facebook page where people were like, if you, if like, I think it was like. Um, Someone posted like, 
if you ran Valiant for a day, what would you do? You know, I think it was Greg Katzman who, who put that up. And all these people were like, oh, I'd hire Dinesh. Why? Oh, no, no. He Greg had a great answer. If like if you become editor in chief of Valiant, what would you do? Greg answered it, goes, I don't know if I want that. I'll be my own job. I'll do what I'm currently doing. I don't want to do that. And I was like, that's a good answer. But yeah, it, he's gone, dude. Like yeah. Dinesh is gone, man. He's got his own thing going on now. And you know, he seems like he's he's loving what he's doing, man. You know, the ex-girlfriend has already moved on, right? The yeah. ex-girlfriend. Got and a new I, man. They're engaged, and they have they bought they bought a house together. Get over it. Yeah, let's kind of. You don't have to buy every single Valiant book. No, you know. And I think a lot of times when we, as fans, get wrapped up in things, and I'm taking myself as like an example here. You know, like I buy everything Valiant, okay, but I also buy things if I don't like them, and I don't know if that's great of me, because God, it it doesn't matter. If you can put out dog shit, I'm gonna buy it. Apparently, you know. No matter how yeah. good a book is or how bad a book is, I'm just like, oh, I'm buying everything Valiant. But I do still mostly like everything Valiant puts out, you know? And yeah. I like to be like, well, I do have every XO Man War book that's been put out. It's kind of a nice feeling, you know? Even if, like, five issues of this series, have, I've just not really liked. Yeah, but, right behind my head here. If you're, if you're waiting, if you're like, hey, I don't want to buy books because I think, like, something else will happen. I think Dutch is going to come back and save the day. It's going to happen, man. But you know what, though? You're missing out on, like, Shadow Man because Shadow Man was a really good book. Yep. Um, if you're looking at Ninja, I can be like, well, I don't know if I can get past the art. At least try an issue. Like, the story, the story, the writing has been great. You know, I'm I'm sure it's, um, you know, I don't have any glimpses of the script. I'm sure it's, you know, good stuff. Um, but we've had a lot of good books, you know, and I just feel like, are we just missing fans who are still bitter because, like, someone else runs the company? Or are we, are we dealing with people who don't have money because there's a pandemic going on and, and people are struggling in lots of different ways? Or people yeah. just dropping off, getting out of comics? It, you know? Is it that, like I say, or is it the loss of interest, right? Yeah. Is it, it the I loss mean, of interest because it's not as frequent? It's, it's you know, now I'm going to oh, yeah. go really invest in buy every single Dark Ham or uh, Black Hammer book. Or yeah. am I, you know, jumping into, well, you know, I don't know. The new Power Rangers. <laughs> I, I know. I know when there was like six to seven books a month. I bought, you know, at least six to seven Valiant books, just like the A cover, and I would hopefully buy the B covers, and I'd buy all the pre-order editions too. You know, mm -hmm. in fact, I mean, normally I get every A cover and every pre-order edition, and if I can get some variants, I throw them in too. Mm -hmm. So, like right now, I mean, like my comic shop buying. I want to keep buying comics. I want to keep writing, reading comics. You know, I want to read more stuff because I'm not getting enough of this. You know, I mean, we've brought this up on the podcast too. You know, like it's just like if 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 I don't have what I need, I've got to find it somewhere else. You know. So let's say this as far as Valiant sales, right? And, and this would be an interesting thing. Uh, I think we we had Matthew Klein on. We 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 somewhat hinted around it, and um, but let's say we've talked about this uh, event that may be happening in 2022, right? What would you say? And I and I know I, I think I already know your answer, but if they decided to do a Kickstarter to say, "Hey, we're going to Kickstart pre-order this. You're going to do this to help fund this, and this will get you the hardcover for this event when the when when the series is over, and it would upfront sell the issues." Right? I would probably buy the hardcover, do it on Kickstarter, and then still buy the single issues of it. Man, I would totally do. It. You know what? Like I think when we had that conversation with Matthew. It was like Berserker, um, right? 
Yeah, well, but, but when we talked about it with him, like, because it was like a, a bunch of publishers who are maybe bigger than Valiant, okay, who, or at least are selling a lot more books right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, like Boom Studios, Kickstarter yeah. for Berserker. They did Kickstarter for like Power Ranger hardcovers. Image mm-hmm. comic traders, like the guys that started that company, like Mark Silvestri, they do Kickstarter for D- The Darkness. Tim Seeley just did Hack Slash for Volume 1, yeah. Hack Slash for Volume 2. So, and here's my thing. Like, are, am I supposed to pretend that, like, Valiant can't do that? Like, why why can't they do it? I mean, like, I get it, you know what I mean? Is it exposing the numbers and that's the issue? And well, that, that would be my only thought is exposing the numbers of, oh, they only – did ten thousand dollars in that one right or or is it fear of it only doing five thousand or something and, and it looks small when mm-hmm. it no, no, i think i think what would happen is like they'd probably do like they'd, they'd easily like meet their thing because i mean if they're like if they're gonna do hardcovers mm-hmm. that's a niche market okay and so only so many people do hardcovers but i just feel like if they did that or if they say they were like, hey, we're going to do like a, an omnibus or something and we're doing it, you know, through Kickstarter. Why am I going to complain? Like it's better. I would rather get the item because I'm going to get it and I'm buying it and I'm going to get a lot of cool bells and whistles along with it than to just be like, well, you know, Valiant shouldn't do that. That's not cool. They're a publisher. They're like, like not even like 1% of the marketplace. Yep. You know, and you know what? That's kind of where they've been, you know, but like, I just think like, I know that when the, the moment they would do something like that, if, I mean, this is all hypothetical, but if they did that, well, yeah, why, you know, why would they need that? But why would just Boom because Studios, they're not even selling 1% of the market right yeah. now. Like you just Boom said. Studios is like a, is a small subsidiary of like Disney, you know, Disney owns a stake in those guys. Yeah. So why do Boom Studios need to do it? Why does image why does an image founder need to go and do his books through kickstarter i I think because it's taking you directly to a sometimes a different comic base a different sales base is why kickstarter can be impactful like that and it's offering an exclusive yeah Yeah, not everybody wants hard coverage some people love the exclusive stuff uh they love the rewards that happen and it basically it pre-sells and and pays for the artist and the writer before the book even came out right yeah. instead of having to upfront it right it pays for that because books are being canceled you know books are being canceled because of the sales but if you were able to forth have it up front that it's it's already paid for it's already coming you know that would be that's pretty yeah that's a big point i mean for me like i honestly think like i'm like marvel or dc i would never want to see marvel or dc do anything on kickstarter and to me yeah. that would be the case of like a publisher taking the money out of the mouths and the hands of like In a these. lot of creators. Yeah. But after that, I mean, everything is like tiny publishers or creator owned stuff. And I mean, really like if what if everything people, floats down here, yeah, we, all we all float down here. <laughs> <That's creepy. laughs> but, um, yeah. Archer's birthday balloons are all over the place. But like, mm. I mean, like, honestly, like I just wouldn't feel bad because I feel and here's the thing with doing a Kickstarter. They wouldn't do a Kickstarter for just any regular item, I think, too. You know, right. like it would just be like, hey, you know what? Here's just like a bunch of covers and that's it. You know, like a lot of times, like if you do Kickstarters, I support a lot of them. I love to support Kickstarters. Yeah. You know? um, it's like, hey, here's a bunch of variants that you'll never see. Right. Well, it's Sign doing that. And, and then maybe maybe like doing the lead up, having, having uh, 
selling the trades of shadow men that are coming up, selling the other trades of books that are coming up. If it's, if it's a dead side, you know, or, you know, um, any of those, if it's a, that type of event, sell that event, sell the crap out of that event. As far as having a package to give you digital, um, a digital shadow man package, um, sell the trades right there to get people prepped for this series, have a couple different package to get those that are brand new to shadow man to get clued in, to have those that are brand new to punk mambo, right? Like, you know, use it as a platform to sell multiple to prep an event yeah, and then have the event closer. Like when you do this, you're actually going to be paying for, you know, this series, this variant, this, whatever, this, this very hardcover, right? Yeah. Different dust jackets or, yeah. you know, different material, you know, I mean, the thing is, I just think like if a company does it, you know, you're not going to get the same kind of item you would get in the shop a lot of times. No. So honestly, like if Valiant want to do it, if Dark Horse wants to do it, I'm not going to complain. If, if image creators want to take their book, a lot of people will have a book that they put out on there and then like, Hey, we have a Kickstarter, you know, curse word. Charles Soule and and well, you look at like Scout Comics. There's uh, White Ash. I don't know. Those guys have been on Hulu, yep. and they did three or four volumes and ended up doing a hardcover all through Kickstarter, and now it's all being produced single issue on uh, Scout Comics. Yep, I and, and I've supported all those. Yep, you were you were the one like that introduced me to that when you like one day you sent me an email. You're like, you should interview Charlie Stickney from White Ash. Yeah. And I've been a fan of that book since, man. Like, yeah, it's cool. I've, I've backed every Kickstarter except for the hardcover one. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think sometimes, like, why shouldn't a smaller publisher do it? You know, like, I don't care if they've been bought for twenty million dollars. Like, I'm mean, a lot of these companies have been bought for a lot of money, but you have to look at where all that money has to go at some point. You know, like, yeah. I, but I think if you did a, a revenue or a an assessment of how much Valiant's worth now, I don't think it would. Um, be pushed that much money today well, I, who knows though i mean like yeah. if somebody was like i mean i the problem i mean ip is, i guess for ips yeah ips are like, who knows what they're worth really you know i mean yeah but i don't know way above my pay grade yep but you know what though i mean like honestly like i back a lot of stuff on kickstarter it's a fun it's a fun platform yeah and i would say like most everything you do on there like if someone does it if a public, whether it's a publisher or a creator or whatever, you always more than like get, you get so much of your money's worth, you know? Here's another thing that'd be interesting if they did. I know we've asked for it a couple times, right? But um, God, why am I brain farting on uh, throwing together, you know, small stories, right? Putting it all together and have this, um, you know, 10 page stories of a bunch of different ones and, that have an anthology. An anthology yeah. Having a Kickstarter anthology collection, test the waters on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay. the thing is like I'm gonna approach that with an open mind. But yeah. when we talked to Matthew, I think I had a little more of the attitude of like, well, why should publishers be doing that? You know, but honestly, like I think nowadays, like why shouldn't they? You know, there's no there's no sales guarantees with anything. You know, and if it's yeah. if it's what you have to do to still be a publisher, or if that's the best way to do it fine. You're not stuck with a bunch of extra copies. Yep. You know, you're not printing off a bunch of stuff and then be like, oh shit, you know what? The sales numbers are wrong. <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. wants somebody, all these sellers, these sellers want their money back. I don't know. It's just not that big a deal. 
Yeah. I, <coughs> and, and I think, you know, if it's something I know I'm pre-ordering for a book and I want certain creators and that's going to help fund get that creator, I feel like, okay, I'm fine with it. Here you go. You know, it's I, I'll upfront pay for it to just show that it's worth to get that. You know, that's potentially what would get somebody like, you know, Matt Kent to write a book with, with Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Um, and vice versa. I mean, look at that, man. That book was like big time. 600,000 copies. And like they sold the hardcovers off of that thing for a ridiculous amount of money. And Who's I don't the other hear, guy? The thing is, I don't hear any of those people that would be like, I don't think Valiant should do that. Being like, you know what? Boom Studios shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Bunch of fucking crickets, man. Yeah, it's well, like uh, we shouldn't have done it. Our... He's got like eighty billion dollars, right? You know, right? <laughs> well, and who's the other person they're considering? The other Keanu Reeves. Let's get him to co-write it. Yeah, you know, let's run with that. So, and then, yeah. I, mean, I mean, what is it? It's Eternal Warrior meets Bloodshot. Oh, it, it really is, right? It really is. It really is. <laughs> Uh, dig it. All right, man. It's been fun. It's been real. And we had a couple books and we're going to have a couple books soon, but I think, uh, the next time we might be getting together might be in person. That'll be uh pretty damn cool. Rose city. Rose Comic city. Coming up soon. I am so excited. Dude. Oh man. Yeah. Dude. I, I, yeah. Let's, let's geek out. I got, I'm going to bring super fight and a couple other things. So <laughs> okay. yep. Sounds good. Well, dude, it was fun, and uh, thanks, everybody, for jumping on. Uh, it looks like we had Token jump on at the end. Scott Bloom, as always, uh, appreciate the support. Um, those of you jumping online, doing it on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple, whatever, appreciate you guys just as much. Uh, make sure you comment, come visit us at Facebook's uh, page, and subscribe on YouTube, whatnot. So, yeah. Yep, sounds good. Bye. Hasta. Stay valiant. We'll